Let's say we have to fly somewhere and we're flying economy. Do you wanna sit in the middle, by the window, or by the aisle? So if you wanna sit by the window, raise your hand. Okay, how about by the aisle? Okay, how about by the middle? <laughs> Nobody wants to sit in the middle. <laughs> you know why? Really, because when you're just in the middle, you're trapped. There's, there's nowhere to go. We are in the sixth and the final week of our message series called Make Space, and we have been talking about how we can make space in our hearts and our lives for the most important things. Because when we don't have room for the most important things, it's like we are trapped and cramped in that middle seat. Last week, we celebrated our parish's Stewardship Sunday, and I am so grateful to the over 100 families who chose to make, uh, families and individuals who chose to make a faith commitment to our parish offertory for 2024. If you haven't yet made a faith commitment, um, I want you to know we will accept those at any time. And if you are still looking for a faith commitment card, we have extras in the, in the back of the church. Even if you've already um, used online recurring giving or if, even if you're keeping your giving consistent from last year, I invite you, invite you to join me in the process of making a faith commitment for our 2024 parish offertory. Faith commitments are non-binding pledges um, that help you be more intentional with your giving and help us plan the ministries of our parish. Your giving is an act of worship which honors God, helps you grow spiritually, and then it builds up the people that we love. So to everyone who makes our ministry possible with your financial giving, I want to say thank you, and I want you to know that you are in my prayers every day. Since we need space to be who God is creating us to be, we don't want to feel stuck in that middle seat. I was flying about a month ago, and that was exactly what happened. First of all, I was in the very back of the plane, the last row, so my seat wouldn't go back. And then I, had the, I thought I had the row to myself when I first sat down, so I said, well, that's not so bad. And then somebody sat on my left and on my right. Oh boy. And then right when we took off, the person by the window shut the shade and went to sleep, so I couldn't look out the window. And then the person on my other side put their earbuds in and started watching a movie, so I couldn't get out. And then to make matters worse, the person in front of me put their tray table all the way back. <laughs> I was hoping to do some work on my computer and it was quickly clear I didn't have space enough to do that. Thankfully, that flight was only a few hours, but there are so many things that can and do take space from us, the space that we need to be the people that God has created us to be. Things like the stress in your life from trying to juggle too much the anxiety you might have about the future for yourself, your children, or even our country. Maybe the pressure that comes from worrying about money and how you're gonna make everything come together. Then there's the fear that you're not enough. Not good enough, not smart enough, not good looking enough, whatever. And then there's the sins which hold us back in ways we don't even know and a whole host of other things we could add to this list. It's into this messiness that our Lord wants to enter. Now, sometimes what Jesus does is he might take away some of the things that rob us of our space, but other times he prefers to strengthen us. 
so that we can rise to the challenges that are before us. And sometimes one of the ways he does this is by just helping us see things as God sees them. And sometimes when we see things as God sees them, it's that very thing, that's all we need to have the space that's needed for us to, to persevere. And one of the things that we need to see is that everything we think we have isn't ours. Everything that we think we have isn't ours. Nothing you have actually belongs to you. Everything you have is on loan. It came from God and it's going back to God. And that's what Jesus teaches us in today's gospel. In today's gospel, Jesus is teaching us a parable about how our readiness for his coming will be determined by how we use the gifts that he has given us. And just to recap, parables are stories, religion, are stories that Jesus uses to teach us religious truth. He's not teaching us economic truth or labor relations religious truth. And then to properly understand the meaning of the parable and to interpret it, we have to understand what the various elements of the story represent. So, in this parable, the rich man represents Jesus. Very good. And then Jesus entrusts his wealth to the servants who represent us, his disciples, then he goes off on a journey, so this should make us think of his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven, and then a talent is a measurement of weight, so the value of the talent would depend on what it is. You've got a talent of gold, or you've got a talent of wheat, it depends on what it is. So the talents represent both our financial resources and our natural aptitudes and abilities. And since the master entrusts his possessions to the servants according to their ability, he's expects he's expecting a commensurate return from all of them. So then he has his return. And his return represents we can think of both his second coming at the end of time as well as our own personal judgment. And this is what we read when the master returned. The first two servants came forward and they said, Master, you gave me either five or or two talents. And and here you go. See, I made the same number more. And then the master responds, probably with a smile on his face, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in very small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. But then there was the third servant, and the third servant was entrusted with just one talent. And when he comes forward, this is what he says. Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. So this servant knew that the master was a, we'll call him a tough businessman, but he should have not at least made an effort to produce a return. And since he didn't do anything, the master brands him wicked and lazy. Because he does nothing, he loses everything. Because he does nothing, he loses everything. You might think that the master here, is, his rebuke is exceedingly harsh, but what if that talent represents the good news of salvation or something that was meant to help others? 
then failing to share or develop what he's been given is a serious breach of responsibility. In the final analysis, we can interpret the talents to mean everything that we have been entrusted with. Our time, our natural abilities, our financial resources, our opportunities, our spiritual gifts, and even our knowledge of Jesus and the good news of salvation. The bottom line is it doesn't matter how much or how little we have, what matters is what we do with it. So now that we know that God wants us to be good stewards of the talents he's entrusted to us, it brings us to the final key of having space in our lives to be everything that God has created us to be. And that key is gratitude. Gratitude. Because when you realize that God is the giver of all your gifts, you appreciate him even more. Gratitude changes our hearts. It changes them from simply wanting the next thing to appreciating and even savoring what we have. Maybe as part of your preparations for Thanksgiving, you wanna take 15 or or 20 minutes to, to reflect on your life. Maybe you wanna sit down and literally write out a list of the blessings you've received as well as the talents that have been entrusted to you. If you do this, I guarantee that your problems will not seem as big and you're gonna have more space in your heart to be everything that God has created you to be. So let us end this series with a prayer of thanksgiving as we prepare for the Thanksgiving holiday. Lord, you have given us so much and we are simply stewards of the gifts and the talents that you have entrusted to us. Help us to know what these gifts are so that we might develop them and put them into use for you and for all of our brothers and sisters so that we may have space in our hearts to be everything that you've created us to be and then in so doing, enter the joy of your kingdom. Amen.